guys, and welcome back to The Biblical Woman. I'm Kat, and today we are going to be talking about Christian singleness. My special guest today who's discussing this topic with us is Shay from Kingdom and Cocktails. So say hi, Shay. Hi, Kat. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on and to really just dive into this topic with you. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself to the audience? Sure. I mean, as far as what we're talking about today, I am by no means a dating professional, but I have definitely had seasons of dating and seasons of singleness. I didn't grow up in the church. I came to faith around 17, 16, and then I went to Azusa Pacific University, studied marketing. Now I work at a health and wellness marketing company. I live in Culver City, which is in Los Angeles, and I live with great roommates. I go to vintage church out here, and that's a little bit about me. I am really excited about this topic because Whitley and I have discussed dating and marriage, and we've never addressed singleness. And the topic of singleness is going to uh, play into our one of our upcoming episodes for season two mm. on Christian beauty and sexuality. And so I'm really glad you're going to be tackling this topic with us because singleness is such an important issue and it does play into some of our upcoming episodes. So I am looking forward to it. Oh, I am so excited. Yeah, I think I've heard and sat in with so many conversations, different perspectives of singleness. I've felt it and seen it be sad and I've felt it and seen it be amazing and talk to God about it and talk to people about it. And I think for something like this, it's such a good topic to come together with other people on and talk about. Otherwise, we can just get in a bubble of telling ourselves whatever we think singleness is. So before we jump into the topic, uh, we're going to share just really quickly our dating experience and our seasons of singleness. I know for me personally, I was not a Christian for most of my dating life. When I finally became a Christian, I looked at the lifestyle that I was living and I realized that it was not God-honoring. And my boyfriend at the time proclaimed to be a Christian, but did not respect the change that I had had and did not want to live the life, the holy lifestyle that was God honoring. And so we ended up splitting up Mm. and I, there was a little bit of time, not too long where I was just single. And, but it was during that time that I met the man who is now my husband. So while my season of singleness was not very long, uh, I do look back on it very, very fondly. So, but what is uh, your story, Shay? Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was a great story. What year was that, could I ask? So we got married three years ago. So it was 2016 when we met. Amazing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. 
Uh, yes. So for me, same. I went through uh, the beginning of my life not being Christian, like I said, till I was 17. And I've had seasons of dating and seasons of singleness over the last few years. Um, I've had a couple long-term, I guess we could say serious relationships, and then also like years of singleness. And I think something for me that was unique about dating as I started to realize what dating was is I grew up not in the church, and I grew up in a house that actually didn't super I idolize marriage or dating. My parents were divorced and both of my grandparents on each side were divorced. I didn't really have a desire to get married. Um, Like we were told growing up, value was placed on education. Value was placed on being independent. Value was placed on like just being yourself. Like do not, even if you do get married, make sure you're never reliant on them. And that was just what I was taught. And then when I came to faith, I remember so quickly, and I'm so grateful for this, like seeing in the church, God just surrounded me with these phenomenal God-fearing couples that- That's amazing. Amazing. And they loved each other so well. And God, I remember like getting words and having people speak to me, like these can be role models of yours. And I remember being so aware of role models as I got older that were around me and being like, oh, okay, this is what a relationship looks like. This is what a God-centered relationship looks like. And uh, I then went to APU, which is a Christian college. So then I got the polar opposite of what I grew up with, where it was like, you're here for an MRS degree, like the Mrs. degree. (laughs) You're just here to get married is what they called it. Ring by (laughs) string Um, is what the whole, you know, Christian college thing was. Throughout that time when I dated, I struggled with like, do I value this? Um, because I was raised not to. And I think that made relationships sometimes maybe hard for me. And and then in times of singleness is really when God was able to speak to me and teach me and show me what his view of marriage and relationships and dating and loving others was. And probably from mid-college So now, everyday learning, I feel like I'm learning more and more about what that is. So my last most, my last serious relationship ended about a year and a half ago. And again, like I believe so much that God uses relationships for so many reasons. That was such a sweet, great dating relationship. He loved Jesus. It ended well. We found that like the call on each of our lives that God had for us, like didn't intertwine. And so we broke up and he's still like a dear person who I respect and we're not dating. And then in this last year and a half of singleness, God's just worked on my heart so much. And I think singleness is such a a thriving time that God creates for us, which is why I'm so excited to be talking with you about it today because I don't think it's just a waiting period. I think it's such a and it's, it's so like, much more. So much more. It's like it's our life. Like 
God doesn't, God's not just like, okay, are you down with waiting to get married? Like, no, God has 100% full purpose for all of us every single day. Like, it's not like purpose starts when you get married or like he's working on you so that you can get married. Like, that's just not it. And all kinds of gems like that, that I think just come through differently in, in singleness. So, oh, that was a, a, bit of a whirlwind of that, but that's my kind of dating history the last few years. Well, I think just within that that short little intro that we got about you, you addressed some really important things. Mm-hmm. I think that it's awesome that you are still friends uh, with your ex because I feel like especially with a lot of the mod- modern dating culture, we there's this emphasis that you can't be friends or you can't part on good terms with an ex. Mm. Um, So I think one, it's awesome that you guys are still friends. And two, I think it's amazing with what you said. Singleness is not the waiting period. You know, we are not on the sidelines when we're single. God is using us in powerful ways and we are on the team. And it's not just about waiting for the right person to come along. God can still still use us very, very powerfully. I love that you highlighted that. Yeah. And a a note about being friends with an ex, I think one thing too is if I look back to my two like most serious relationships I've been in, there's one who I'm not friends with. And in that case, that was when I was more unhealthy, when I was young, when our relationship was not on a foundation of God. And because of that, when we broke up, there was not that like love and respect there to be able to stay friends. And in my more recent serious relationship, from the minute we were dating, it was like, hey, I respect you. I love you. We're seeing if we are going to like pursue each other for like life. And like, and then when the answer was just like, it doesn't look like it, it made it so much easier to be like, well, we're going to be friends because we understood and we had the foundation of God. And that just felt so clear to me, that difference. That was just a little note about that. (laughs) Well, and I think that that is awesome. And it just shows that one, you guys were very mature. And two, from the beginning, you had a solid foundation, which was Christ. And you just had a biblical perspective of what dating looked like. Let's go ahead and jump in. Yes. So my first question about singleness is a lot of the times when we're single, you know, we can feel alone. And as Christians, we know that we are never alone. But what specific encouragement would you give to someone who is battling loneliness pertaining Mm -hmm. to singleness? Yeah. Such a good question and so relevant right now, the last few months when everyone's been pretty lonely with being home, not being able to go out as much with pandemic things. But yeah, it's different with singleness because you might see friends around our same age getting married or everything. It's a comparison game that we end up in. I think my encouragement that has stuck with me and always rang to be true is to step back and realize like that our purpose and what God has for us is so incredibly not tied to marriage 
or dating, like so much to where God talks about in the Bible, like that it's better to be single than to be married. (laughs) But God has so much, like so much of a plan, so much of a vision for all of our lives. He holds us so, so dearly. And has purpose for us each day. And I, if we look in the perspective of God, when we're single, we have such larger capacity to serve the kingdom. And yes. when it comes to people, we have larger capacity for community. Um, mm-hmm. Like when it comes to relationships, what there's so many other relationships we can foster in our lives. And Um, Like our friendships, our family, people that we serve at our church. And I think sometimes we can get so, so, so caught up because of the world and because of comparison that the best relationship and the only relationship we can have that's really fulfilling is a dating or marriage relationship. Uh, But I don't think that's true. I think there's so much that comes from community and serving and friends and family. And to go a step further, when you do start dating or when you marry, you're going to want those relationships fostered in your life. Um, You don't want to end up just dating someone and they're the only relationship that you have, um, even though it can feel like that in a moment of loneliness. Um, So I think my encouragement is like, step back from the comparison and loneliness that the world's trying to tell us comes from singleness and realize like all the relationships and community that God has put in your life. And if it's not in your life, like it's maybe a few steps ahead, maybe all the intentionality that we put into like wanting to date, maybe that intentionality could go a bit into like joining a small group or serving at church or finding a serving opportunity or getting to know our neighbors. And that kind of goes into my next question of, you know, can a season of singleness be good? And, you know, can God still use us from your answer there? I absolutely love that because, you know, you're right. We can invest in all of these other relationships around us of people that God has placed in our life. We are more available to serve him in any capacity that he calls us to serve him in. You tackled both questions in one, and I I just love it. So it's so true. I mean, I remember coming out of a breakup one time and a few months later being like, I'm still hung up on this guy. Like, I'm still thinking about him. Like, I am single, and I realize I am thinking so much about this guy. I am thinking so much about dating. Like as girls we can do, and I was even quite younger than I am now. So like even more just like youthful and hung up on boys, but like our mind can be so consumed by dating. You can think, oh, I'm going to post this. What's this guy going to think? Oh, I'm going to this place. Will he be there? Oh, if I do this thing this way, what type of guy will this like We can get so hung up and I just had this moment where I was like, oh my goodness, if I put half of this energy I'm putting towards this random guy and dating thoughts that are not relevant because we're not dating, um, if I put that towards texting my friend who I knew I had, had, had a job interview or calling my grandma to check on her or serving at church, like it's like what if I use that mental energy somewhere else. That was a big turning point for me after that breakup. 
for singleness, I personally, even though my season of singleness wasn't very long, that short amount of time where I became a Christian and then had a season of singleness and then met my husband, I did so much growth and just learning about God and developing my relationship with him. My season of singleness, I remember it so very fondly because I just, I grew as a Christian and put, like you said, took all of that other energy that I had placed in other things and put it into building my relationship with Christ. And it was amazing. That's so good, Kat. I, I think a word that I've come to connect to singleness, I mean, and probably all of our lives, but for me, it's been singleness is stewardship. In singleness, we get the opportunity to learn to steward well. And I think that connects so much if we want to connect it to dating. Like, I think you can be single and not think about dating at all. Like, you might have complete other calls that are so clear to you. And that is great. I've definitely had those seasons. And then I think there's seasons of singleness where people feel like, okay, I I know I'm called to get married. Like, what do I do here? And I think... Something I found that, like you said, for you was growing. The way it was growing for me was learning to steward. So when I would find myself saying, oh, like when I get married, I am going to check in with my husband and like be so present when he got home from work, like such a small thing. But then it's like, okay, well, you don't have to sit and think about that and think through all that. In this hypothetical situation, you have roommates, you have family, you have neighbors, you have coworkers who you can do that with now. And what you produce now is what you will produce later. So if you want to be in the habit of being encouraging and welcoming to your dating partner or like husband one day, just do that now with the people in your life. Like work those muscles now. If you want to be good with finances in marriage, that means that finances are important to you. So steward that now. If that, I think, is um, such a cool way for us to be leaning into singleness. That's an amazing point. And I've really, I've never heard anyone connect those two points together, but you are absolutely right. And that's just an incredible point. Thank you. I think it's, yeah, it's so much like, what is it? It's like, you'll perform how you practice. Like it goes for all things of, of life. Like uh, it's not even just for dating or marriage in the future. It's just like what we do now will affect how we live later. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's totally changed my perspective. I remember my freshman year of college, right? I told you I jumped into this Christian college bubble of everyone wanting to get married. <laughs> and so for a sec, I was like, oh, do I want that? And I was like, I could, I want to be married and just get married and have a family. And I remember God so clearly was like, Shay, you have a family. And I was like, what? I was not necessarily super close to my family at the time. I was like so excited to go to college and get out of the house. And I have two brothers who I love to pieces. And, but I was just so excited to get out of the house. Of course, at that age, there's nothing wrong with that. But I <laughs> I felt I felt it like really deeply. I was just like disconnected from my family. But then when I started to get this bug of like everyone around me wants to date and get married, like do I want this? And God was like, "You have a family." And it really pushed me and encouraged me to sit back and be like, "Oh, how am I loving my brothers? 
and my mom and my dad and how am I speaking to them and encouraging them? And I want to and need to and can learn to steward this family that I have before I start getting so excited about this family I'm going to create in the future. Like God gives us things to steward now. He asks us to go one step at a time. So like everything that's in front of us to steward now in our life, we need to steward that well. And then he'll give us our next steps, whether it's career or dating or marriage or whatever, like steward what we have now and God will give us the next steps as we work through that. I absolutely love that. And I think that that kind of goes into our next question. Going back to what you said about practicing now, because how we practice now is how we are going to perform later. You gave lots of examples with stewardship, which was amazing how you connected singleness and stewardship. But what are some other ways that we can be preparing for the potential of a future spouse? And I think that's right for people who are sitting going, okay, I know that I'm called to be married one day. And right now I'm, I'm not, I think what's so important and has been so important for me and my friends, I'm so grateful to have friends to talk with this about too. Like if you want like a really solid tip, I think it's like making sure you are in some sort of like life group or they're called different things at all different places. But like most of what we're talking about right now has come from really great conversations with other Christian women and men about life and the Christian walk and dating. So, well, and I think you're right. Like a lot of times when we get into relationships and it doesn't matter whether you're the teenage girl, the college girl, or you're an older woman, we tend to kind of forget our friends and just mm. forsake them. You're right. We need to stay into these relationships, these the mentor relationship, life groups, study groups, whatever your church calls them. We need to stay invested in those. And I think yeah. that's an amazing point you brought up. Yeah. And so I think out of, you know, those conversations, I mean, I'll say the one we've probably heard a lot, but it's so true. I think the most important thing for us, like I know at my age, like in just this singleness or early stage of life or whatever you want to call it is knowing what you value and knowing your identity in Christ, knowing like tr at least trying or starting to dig into what God's calling you to. Because I think the first piece of advice then when you start talking about dating is like when you go on a first date, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to learn about who they are and what they're called to and what they value. So when you get asked that on a first date or maybe not even on a date, just in community, that's the most important thing is to be talking to God and to know like, what are your interests? What are your values? Like to fully know, but to at least be actively talking to God about what he's calling to and who we are. I think that's one of the most important things we can do. Lean into what God's calling us to individually because that work and that intentionality only will help when you start dating. But even more important than that, that's what will help you advance the kingdom, which is even more important than dating or marriage anyway. And then marriage yeah. and dating is just a tool to further advance the kingdom, in my opinion. That's my 
take on dating is like we figure out with God, like, God, what are you calling me to? What gifts of mine do you want me to use? What ministries do you want me serving in? Like, how am I walking on this path that God's put me on? And then we date when we find someone else who's going a similar direction and we're just going to team up to further advance the kingdom. So if we don't know where we're going, one, how is someone else going the same way going to identify us if we don't know where we're walking? Like, how are they going to pick us out, you know? And then if, if we don't know where they're walking, like, how would we pick them out? That feels like a really important first step for me. I got to be honest, I wish someone would have told me exactly what you just said, because I feel like as a young woman who was, you know, trying to find my husband, that advice is just so, so good. And I wish someone would have told me that. It's so, I mean, it's the beauty of mentorship. Like I feel obviously I didn't like come up with this on my own. (laughs) This is like, right. That's the beauty of mentorship and community and life groups and listening to certain, it's like when you don't know the answer to like go to the Bible and to go to God and to journaling. And it's like, and, and mentors and have people speak this into you where I'm like, yeah, there's no way I would have known this. Like, just like you said, like, I wouldn't have known this. I think that's like something I've learned, I guess, is another tip is to like seek out wise counsel. Because I think there's nothing more true is like when you're in a dating predicament, you know which friends or which counsel mm-hmm. really give you which advice. Like, yeah. like if I'm, if you're feeling single and lonely and sad and you know, the friend that you can talk to, who's going to be like, yeah, this is the worst, like, da, 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 da. and then, you know, the friend who's going to like speak life and you have, you yeah. kind of decide in that moment what you want. <laughs> and so I think there's just so much value to knowing who to go to for wise counsel. You're right. We have we all have friends of both types. I'd like to just switch the perspective here for a second, Mm. but how can married, engaged, or dating friends support their single friends? Two things come to mind. One, for me, just I told you a bit about my story of um, not growing up in the church and then how impactful couples were to me. Um, Once I was in the church, um, like my mentor in college invited me to her home just for dinner sometimes. And I would like watch her kids and help them do a garage sale and just seeing and being around her and her husband and her family intimately did such incredible things for my perspective of marriage and family life, like through a kingdom Christian lens. So And just from like me being on this other side of like being 20 years old and trying to understand what a Christian God foundation marriage looked like, the willingness to open their story, their advice, their home, like when they were in a healthy and good season to just kind of see it as a little bit of a ministry to just open up their lives and their story and share their testimony of like how God leads their marriage. That was so impactful for me and so helpful. So that is the first thing that comes to mind is like, if you feel like 
it's, you know, a part of maybe your like marriage mission or your call to just be transparent, like with you on this podcast, just like sharing your story and doing that. Like that's exactly the kind of thing that really stuck with me throughout my life being those sort of things were my, my main examples and role models. So that's a huge one. And then the second one would be just to remember, I guess, like this is advice, I guess, for singles and dating, marrying, um, dating and married, but like to remember that the goal is not marriage and to not make people feel that way. That's not the end goal. Like marriage is like one of the most powerful tools in the kingdom. Like it's so good. It's also not the goal and it's especially not the goal for everyone's season. So like recently I was at a a housewarming party and I said, guess what? I have such great news about so-and-so. And somebody went, oh my gosh, is she engaged? And I was like, what? No, no. It's, it's like better news. And she had just gotten a really great promotion that she'd been working for for three years. And nobody really cared, but they were all so excited about the idea of her being engaged. And I think something we can do is celebrate all kinds of life wins with similar enthusiasm that we celebrate yeah. engagements and weddings they're just like, you know, maybe not as picturesque or like there's not like dance parties or like it's not <laughs> like this like worldly Instagram thing of like the epitome of happiness and not to discount marriage because I like, right, marriage is so beautiful. But if somebody's in a season of not dating or being married, um, I think a huge thing we can do and I've loved that people have done for me is celebrate other huge wins and things that God's doing and moving through in people's lives. Well, and those are both amazing points. I think a lot of the times people want to reach out to single Christians, but they don't always know how. And so I think those two points are absolutely right. And they're they are great practical ways that people can encourage and support other Christians in their life and in their church. And I think it's it's so important too to know what's on people's heart. Like some people who are single are just like so happy to be single, know that that's what God's calling them to and like working on things that God has for them. Like and like for that person it might be more the latter that I described, like celebrating them. And if you know someone's really craving to like grow as a single person wanting to grow in like qualities of a wife or qualities of someone who'd be a good partner they probably would be open to like mentorship well I I completely agree with you and I am just so thankful that you were willing to come onto the show to talk about all of this with me Oh, well, thank you. Your questions are just so intentional and so spot on to what I feel like we're talking about in community all the time around this. So spot on. Another special thank you to Shay for coming onto the show and talking about Christian singleness with us. I wanted to tell you about her podcast, Kingdom and Cocktails, really quickly. She created this show because she was tired of having conversations that were 
different than at church versus when she would hang out with her friends. And so she brought them together. So Kingdom and Cocktails is an interview podcast where she sits down and discusses stories and worldviews through a kingdom lens with her guest. So definitely check out Kingdom and Cocktails. And it was just amazing to sit down and record with Shay. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting us through season one. I can't believe we have gone through 25 episodes together. It has been amazing. And season two is going to be kicking off very, very soon. You know, we are going to be starting off with some big topics such as God's sovereignty, Christian beauty, Christian sexuality. And maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, you guys are going to learn why I hate the purity movement, purity culture of the church. So we are going to be diving into some pretty big topics to start off season two. So until then, stay tuned. And let's close out with a benediction from Revelations 7, 12. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.